We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. And reflecting on that is a very important part of how we praise God and how we live in the good of it. We can just kind of put it towards the back of the cupboard, as it were, and we know it's there, but if we're going to come into, which we want to, a time of, uh, of looking more for the supernatural, it's really important that we live in the fact that we, we have experienced the greatest miracle in our personal lives. I'm talking about those of us that have already given our lives over to Jesus, have asked for his forgiveness, have given the rule, the lordship of our lives over to him. That's that change that takes place, that miracle that takes place, that Bible talks about, it's like being born again. It takes us into a new realm. It, it changes us from the inside. That's, that's a supernatural encounter. And living in the good of that helps us to prepare for more of what God has, has got. We're talking about a time of harvest, a time of evangelism. If you look through the scriptures, often that was accompanied or preceded by manifestations of God's supernatural power. And that's what we want in these days. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at the spiritual gifts. But I got a request. You see, it's easy to go around and teach about the, the gifts. But I'd like to teach on the back of what would you like to know about it? What questions have you got? And if you'd send them in, in the normal way into, into the office, then we can put them together and we can actually be responding to the things that you're asking. That's, that's a desire I've got anyway. So let's have a look this morning. And in order to do that, I want to turn, uh, first of all, to my one of my favourite psalms. I've been going through psalms, but I, I got stuck on this one again and God just really met with me. Psalm 84. We quote it very often because it's key to who we are and how we are. It's key to the fact that we can't settle down. Blessed are those whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Let's just quickly read it through together. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns even faints for the courts of the Lord. This is talking about God's presence, which is open and available as we turn to him and become his children. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Then he goes into this bit where it's almost jealous of the sparrows. Even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow, a nest for herself where she may have her young. A place near your altar place close to you oh lord almighty my king and my god blessed are those who dwell in your house that's dwelling in your presence not building god doesn't dwell in in buildings made by men he dwells in the hearts of men blessed are those who dwell in your house they are ever praising you teach me um your way O oh lord or oh, i'm going on to another psalm uh 
because uh, I, I want to come to Psalm 86. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart, a heart that is primarily focused on him, that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, O oh my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. This is not something that we can really, well, you can try and drum it up and work it up, but that really doesn't work. This is something that as we touch the presence of God is to, is to well up from within. Yes, of course, we can determine that we will praise God. But as we do that, we need that touching of the presence of God so that it's something like springs of living water bubbling up from our innermost being. That's what God has provided for us. Now, I'm just, <clears throat> as I was saying, reading this, and sometimes, I don't know whether it's the same for you, my mind sort of wanders a bit. But this time it was somewhere I'd never gone before. And I began to think, it's almost like a question that came to me. What will you say when you stand or come into the presence of God? What will you, how will you express? Hello, I'm John. I don't think so. And I began to kind of meditate around that. To actually, because God is God. And he'll greet each of us individually, although we're all together. So I kind of meditated a little bit around that. And then this is the thought I wanted to share with you that came to me. Thankfully, we don't have to wait for some point in the future. But day by day, moment by moment, it's our portion, it's our privilege that we can actually, I don't know, I was going to say, wallow in the joy of our salvation in the wonder of this miracle and the more we do it i believe the more it becomes so significant and real to us that's why i'm saying let us let's take a little few moments and and reflect on that as a preparation for seeing more of his power more of his supernatural presence i will praise you lord with all my heart i will glorify your name for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing, being born again. But let's think of some of the things that come out of that. I can know God. The unfathomable God. I'm never going to get to the, the, the end of the knowledge of him. But being born again... This miracle, the Spirit of God, means I can actually know him. He's not some distant figure or figurehead, but I can actually know him. Come on, guys, let's, let's come back to the fact that we are a people who have experienced this great miracle, this supernatural encounter. I can talk to him. I can hear him. And even before I talk... He knows my thoughts. He knows more than my thoughts. We're just hearing from Sarah about her experience uh, of God touching her uh, in, the, in, in the very realm of feelings and emotions. He knows our thoughts. He knows our feelings. 
That's the intimate nature. And we can feel his presence, which is part of this great privilege. He chose us. He's set his love upon us. He came and sought us out. That always rings a bell with me. Because, as I've told you before, I had the opportunity to kind of walk with him. Never really had the experience, and frankly, without the experience of meeting with him in that supernatural way, is not going to happen. So I turned my back on all those things. But he came, even though I didn't want to know, he came and sought me out. That's the nature of the miracle. That's the extent of his love, that he would seek us out from where we are. No matter where we are, he comes and he finds us and seeks us out. He said, uh, not only did he make us, but all our days have been ordained for me it's actually written in a book before day one that's the nature of his love even before we were born he designed us 1 john chapter 4 we read this it wasn't that we loved him but while we were yet sinners christ died for us he loved us while we were alienated from him he came to us not that we came to him while we were yet sinners christ paid the price to enable us to come into the presence of god and of course let's remember when jesus died nobody took his life he gave it and he gave it because of his love for you and his love for me what next well he forgave us he cleansed us from the barrier of sin sin is well we can put so much under it but basically the major sin is failing to put christ in his rightful place of lordship in our lives he set our feet upon a rock he cleansed us from the past we don't live under a place of, of guilt this is the nature of this great salvation he gave us, as part of this great gift, the power to change. He changes us from the inside. Deep things that people will spend a lifetime struggling with. Issues of rejection, insecurity and fear. Part of his provision is that he can set us free and does set us free. Changes us from deep inside. The nature of this great gift of salvation and the power of his forgiveness praise god we don't have to live under the past failures and the past sins he says in his word you know when he gives us he removes our sins our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west he removes our sins from us what next well, that's a pretty good deal to start off with. But then he brought us into his family, gave us a family. We're part of the family of God, the body of Christ. He brought me into his family, but not as a servant, as a son. 
I don't have to strive for recognition or position because I'm a son of the living God. Resting in that with all humility that I am what I am by the grace of the Lord. It's not what I've done. It's not what I've achieved, not what I could ever achieve. This is the nature of salvation. This is the miracle that we've experienced. Let us, let us muse in that. Let us meditate in that. Ask God to, to make it even more real to us. Bring it into focus more than ever before. The greatest miracle we'll ever experience. So he brings us into his, into his body, the church, those who live under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then he goes further and he says that his love is made complete as we love one another. He equips us with his heart, with his spirit, the ability to love one another. And of course, the ability to live as though we do. So if you think you love God, he loves you. I love God, he loves me. But his love is only made complete in its purpose, in its fullness, as we love one another. And then a powerful force is released. Powerful force, the most powerful force in the universe, the love of God. He brings us into his house of celebration, calls it in the Bible a banqueting house, and places this banner of love over us. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in our mortal body. You know, we do have something that's worth reflecting on. We do have something that we need to meditate in so that we live in the, in the wonder and realization of the most wonderful supernatural encounter. But it goes beyond that. He doesn't stop there. We don't sit and try and be good till some return of Christ takes place. It depends on what your doctrine is. We go to heaven, heaven comes here. It's not an area that I kind of dwell on much. I kind of feel God's, God's got it all sorted out and I can rest out in his hands. But we don't have to try and be good and stay out of trouble. He's commissioned us as ambassadors, as those who are equipped to demonstrate, to show, to tell what he's like. He's given us a purpose. As we live under his, his rule, he's given us a purpose in life, a purpose in the earth, a high purpose, a purpose to actually represent him. And of course, the highest level of representation is not just in words, but it's in the fact that we have a God-given ability to love with the love of God. That's part of the miracle that God has given to us. I'm an ambassador. And as we look at in coming days, equipped with the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, equipped by the power of God to demonstrate and to be a demonstration of what God is like, all because he loved me. I would encourage you 
in these coming days to take time to speak of this miracle speak to god of the miracle but speak to one another because the more we speak of it the more it becomes real to us somehow they're actually speaking out of what god has done of this miracle understanding quoting again what the promises of god are from the word of god just help us to keep i don't know understand it more coming to a greater realization of it i was thinking about this and i was thinking about um the story when uh jesus after he'd the miracle of feeding the, the five thousand he sends the disciples on ahead of him get into a boat and they go ahead of him to the other side of the lake and you remember the story uh he then himself goes up uh, into the mountainside to pray and uh, the boat then is 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 way across the lake and the storm comes a big storm so much so that these fishermen were were concerned and then shortly before dawn it was a very special time of the day jesus went out to them walking on the lake this is in matthew 14. but there's a strange reaction when the disciples saw him walking on the lake they were terrified now they saw him walking on the lake but what happened to their minds? It's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's like they went into learned superstition or reactive fear. It wasn't a ghost. It was Jesus. And somehow it seems at times that it's easier for our minds to go into the rational rather than into the real which is that Christ is alive and because he rose from the dead we have this wonderful salvation that we've been singing about this morning for myself I want my mind to be brought into line I don't want to be giving some rational or superstition superstitious sort of background or or try and excuse it away for the benefit of my mind understanding this is beyond understanding you can't understand in your mind about somebody walking on water this is the nature of the supernatural you'll never understand salvation why would jesus the son of god come to earth die on the cross be raised again from the dead just in order that i might come into the reality and the presence of god And he spoke to them. That's what seemed to bring them. We heard him speak. Hard way. When you hear him speak. Oh, it may not be an audible voice. That's unusual. Sometimes it is an audible voice. Because God uses your voice or somebody else's voice to speak his words. Immediately, he said to them, take courage interesting don't be afraid he came with words of comfort he came with words of the fact that it's me i'm here you don't have to worry 
that reassurance that comes from touching again and coming into reality of the presence of God and turning aside from all the things that would plague the mind to this God, this Jesus, who caused me to be born again, is the one that comes and the one I can access. So let's come back to what I was saying earlier on. We can muse on what we might say. How will we stand? Will we sit? Will we jump? Will we dance? Oh, you know, God is so good. We don't wait for some event in the future. Every day, any moment, wherever we are, we can again turn to him and find he's there. And you know, sometimes, maybe like I've experienced in the past, you can realize God, feel that God is a long way away from you. And you turn and you find you felt that, but he never left you. He's right there at your side all the time. So reflect on this. Talk to one another about it. Talk to him about this great gift, this supernatural encounter. Because let me say again, the more we speak on it, the more we enjoy it. It becomes even more precious and more real. We can actually declare his love declare what he's done and remember when we're looking at the supernatural the gifts of the spirit what questions would you have just let me have them. god bless you thank you for listening to this podcast by lifeline church we hope this message has been an encouragement to you We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.